Welcome to the Business of Cleaning. We are the business podcast for the cleaning industry. And what we do is bring industry expertise straight to your ears every single week. For our April mini season, we've brought on guest Mike Derryberry to talk about introduction to leadership. Leadership is huge and it is important that you learn how to leverage it as a success tool for your business. Get ready, sit back, and just listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Business of Cleaning. My name is Haley, and this is our last episode of our April mini season. So getting ready for season three and all the content that we have lined up for you, we're going to bring Mike on for one last episode on leadership. And we've got a special episode. We've given you a really great dive into what makes a great leader. But there's one last thing that we need to touch on and something that is so I don't want to say relevant because it's always been relevant, but maybe so much more at the forefront of our mind. And that is our ability to lead during change. And so really, Mike, I'm going to go ahead and let you jump in because I think you'll be able to talk best on it. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's pretty obvious. (laughs) Change is something that, I mean, a year ago, we're all going, yeah, life is good, you know, and we probably were kind of complacent. Many of us were probably complacent uh, because everything was going well. I mean, I can tell you right now, man, 2019 for us was a banner year. I mean, it was the best year we'd ever had. I mean, we were killing it. And we had, we had, in December of 2019, we had sat down and we had a strategy meeting and we started looking towards the next 12 months and we started breaking up into quarters and it was like, oh man, we have this plan. Man, we're on a, we're on an up, up and to the right, everything is good, we're gonna grow. And then, you know, late February, early March, and all hell broke loose, and the world turned upside down. And then you're sitting here going, okay, so all those plans and all that planning and all that strategizing we did just went out the window because it has no application (laughs) to what we're doing right now. So then what do you gotta do in the middle of all that? And the thing that's interesting to me is I don't think that the principles that we learned or we should have learned during this last year are less applicable at any other time. I just think they got highlighted. I think that they got really put on a front burner and everybody, and you know, kind of magnified and everybody went, oh my gosh, we need to think about pivoting. And that's a key word we've heard, we hear people talking about, you got to pivot, you got to pivot. Well, yeah, you do. Um, but you've got to do it strategically. And we, we were in a situation where, you know, in the janitorial industry, everybody says, well, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a, the janitorial industry is kind of a uh, recession proof. Yeah, well, I got news for you. It ain't a pandemic proof. Uh, and we all learned that this year, right? Um, maybe in the recession, you know, you go from five days a week to three days a week or something like that, at least in our industry. Um, we had about 40% of our customers literally shutter within a week that quick. I mean, you know, you, you make your head spin when you think about 
you know, the financial re repercussions of that. Um, so we had to really quickly, you know, kind of, okay, what are we going to do? Well, the realization was we had already been doing some things and already been positioning ourselves. And ironically enough, we had already started the process of bringing on board um, some equipment, some different things that would allow us to do a lot of disinfection and that sort of thing. That for us was a pivot. That was something we thought we can put all of our attention into that for right now. And we can still continue to push forward on getting new business, but we need to look at some other kinds of things as well. And so we started looking at different marketing. We started looking at different, uh, you know, different tools, different, different, different processes, different needs that our customers have. What, what was it that was different? What was it that they needed? You know, what were they going to be facing when they came out of this? You know, what were going to be some, some big challenges that, that we could meet? And, you know, we spent some time, you know, really doing a lot of conversation and a lot of discussion about what is it that we can do as a company to serve our, uh, our customers. And I'll be honest, the reality of that was so, so impactful because when we would go to the customer and say, look, I know you're having, a, you're having difficult times. How can we help you? What can we do to help you? You know, our focus is on helping you get through this because we tried to communicate to our, to our customers, listen, without you, we don't have a business. So you are critically important to us. What can we do to help you increase your business? What can we do to help you continue to have business? What can we do to help you? And when we took that mindset, all of a sudden there were some other ideas that started coming in. Oh, well, we can do this because this customer said they needed this and this customer. And I'll be honest with you, we're doing things now because of what happened, not in spite of it. And I say that because in the middle of that, we, we were observant enough. We saw that there were some needs that various different customers had, but we saw I can apply that same idea to a different industry. You know, we, we service probably 13, 15 different industries. I mean, key major industries with all the buildings that we do. Well, guess what? Every one of these buildings, every one of these, industries is unique in their own way, but they also have some commonalities. And what happens is sometimes I think you, you get so wrapped into the same routine that you don't see this, I, I, I guess, what's the word I'm looking, there's, there's not a, a solution for this, you know, category A, you've learned something out of category B that now can be applied over here and solve another problem that they may not even realize that they had, but when they get it solved, they go, oh my gosh, this has made a huge amount of difference for us. And so we were able to, to do a number of those kinds of things and add products and add you know, services um, and approach our customers in ways that we had um, previously only used in a particular industry, but we saw we could, we could apply that in a different industry as well because we had conversations and, and discussions with customers and finding out where they were and what their needs were. We adjusted, you know, to those kinds of things. We, we basically looked at what was going on 
and made adjustments rather than steadfastly saying, we're just going to plow through and we're going to hunker down and we're going to make this work. No, you've got to be flexible. You've got to think out. Well, I, I say that I, I, I have an axiom. People say, think outside the box. And I'm going, okay, I heard this guy, he was um, an inventor. And he said, you know, the, the, the greatest inventions are because the, because someone has decided to throw away the box. <laughs> so it wasn't that they thought outside the box. He says, you think outside the box, you're still relating to the box. Throw the box completely away and start fresh. And I thought, that is brilliant. So we've tried to do that in, in a lot of different ways. It's just, okay, if we didn't have a box, what would we do? How would we approach this? And that has really helped us create new services and provide different ways of, of serving our customers and different ways of relating. My whole point here is when you're in leadership position and your industry or your, your business in a, in a more of a microcosm, your particular business runs into crisis or there's major change, most people look at it like, oh, this is a bad thing. Change is bad. Change is a problem. No, it isn't. It's an opportunity. It's, it's forcing you to look at the situation differently. Okay, I can't do it the way I've been doing it. Is there another way I can do it? I mean, one of the things that I, I challenge our team to think about all the time is ask a lots and lots of questions. I mean, what, what, what are they doing in other, industry, other industries to solve this particular problem? kind of a problem what are you know what other products are out there do we even know what the products are what would it cost us what if we couldn't do this anymore how would we how would we solve that problem what problem isn't being solved by the rest of the industry that we could solve you know start looking for this as an opportunity rather than as a problem unfortunately what i see is people look at it and they go oh, it's a problem i don't know what we're going to do oh my gosh the sky is falling you know chicken little right no, it's look at it as an opportunity. Change is always an opportunity to find a new solution, a different way of doing something, a different approach. And when you take that approach and when you take that mindset, it's amazing the kinds of things that open up to you. It is extremely true. And you can tell immediately the person, the people who embrace change versus the people who are afraid of change especially at the beginning a year ago in march of 2020 you could tell because <laughs> yeah. what we saw happen and i talked about this on the other podcast i work on i had actually um a director of a sales college come in and she works with both students and she works with professionals in the community and she sets up all these events and does stuff like that and she made a very true observation some people are so scared of change and can, um, you know, really just throwing out the box when they need to and actually instigating change and being actionable that when a situation like this happened, a lot of people literally did nothing. Like the businesses would just stop doing what they were doing. Students and individuals would just stop doing what they were doing and only do exactly what they had to. And they weren't getting by. Like those were the students that started to fail. Those were the businesses that were starting to see high drops in productivity and 
uh, profits right. and they were like, what are we going to, you know, they really had to hit full panic because suddenly they weren't even able to sustain themselves, you know? So you saw very quickly those who didn't have the right mindset. We're coming back to mindset again. Yep, those who yep. didn't have, <laughs> yeah. didn't have that right mindset froze and they did nothing. And then those who were like, okay, well, that kind of sucks, but what am I going to do? Like, what can I do next? We're like, they hit the ground running. And it was funny because she happened to have a pandemic plan in place for some of their things. And she's like, I never got thought I'd get to use this, but here we go. And that was, <clears throat> my throat was getting a little dry. That was an opportunity for some students to step out and start doing new things. Some of those students who jumped on it right away, some of those who business professionals, they got the hang of these remote conferences and events right off the bat and were able to just keep going. And I mean, those were people still bringing in interns, you know, people who were in training and education in time that was a crisis. And like our company kept bringing, I literally, the day we were remote, we had somebody who were like, I know you were supposed to start today in office, but if you don't mind, come get your stuff. We're going to show you what it does. I'm going to send you home with it. And we were remote the same day she walked in. So, and we literally, it was cool because we have really great leaders here who said, okay, this is an opportunity to put our software to the test. <laughs> you know, we always say you can take it with you wherever you go because it's browser-based. Let's go. And we had everybody out of the office probably a couple hours before lunch working from home right after that. So like, you know, we had our best year ever last year. We're looking at keeping that trend up this year. But like you saw businesses do that. It wasn't just ours. It wasn't just a couple individuals who started attending events. There were so many people across the board that said, oh my gosh, we're doing good. And, you know, they were trying not to shout it because their people weren't, but like there was a difference in mindset. If you looked at the leaders of those organizations versus the leaders of the ones that were struggling and it was very true because some people, what they've done this entire thing, especially when everybody was at home, may not have been anything that they were doing before, but they were doing something and they were doing something well. So, no, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I say this, uh, I, I got, I'm in a large networking um, group uh, worldwide and the company, you know, flipped on like within a week. The, you know, everything went to went to Zoom because you couldn't. I mean, we're not allowed to have big big gatherings and stuff. And in the middle of all that, I I, I had the opportunities to uh, speak to a group of business leaders, and you know, I they were in this networking, and I and I said to them, I said, you know, it's really interesting. Um, Jim Collins wrote a book called Good to Great. And in that book, he talks about General um, William Stockdale. And there's something called the Stockdale Paradox. And I said, yeah, here's the thing. Here's what, what, what Stockdale said. He said, he, and for those of you who don't know, General Stockdale was the highest ranking, longest um, held uh, prisoner of war during the Vietnam War. Um, and he came out of it and thrived for years afterwards. And many of his men did too. And so Collins was interviewing me and asking me, how did that happen? And 
he said, because we, we had two things. We were completely optimistic that um, we would prevail and that we would succeed and that we would come through this and that we would be better because of us and this would be a defining moment in our lives. But we also understood the situation and we had a harsh, hard look at the reality that we were in and we did not sugarcoat it and we did, we, and we did not, um, you know, dismiss it, right? We faced it, but we faced it with optimism and determination that this would be um, that, that great moment in our lives. And I think that so many people just didn't want, you know, they, they kept saying, oh, it's going to be over. It's going to be over. It's going to be over. Well, you know, here we are 13 months later and guess what? It's not over. So um, you, you, you have to just look at a situation, whatever that situation, it could be a pandemic or it could be an industry change. It could be, uh, you know, some kind of a, um, a, a legal, you know, some laws passed or, you know, there's a change in the tax laws or there's change in, in you name it. It could be anything that's going to impact your business. Okay. So are you going to sit there and just let it hit you in the face over and over and over again? Or are you going to figure out a way to do something different? Are you going to be able to pivot? Are you going to be able to change? Are you going to be able to see a different way of doing the same thing? That That's the question. And it's it gets to the point where I agree with you. There, there, are, there are these two camps. And again, you're right. It goes back to mindset, right? It's a fixed or a growth mindset. If you have a fixed mindset, you basically say, oh, it is what it is. and I have to accept it. A growth mindset says, I see what it is, but I don't have to accept it. And I can go on and I can do other things and I can figure out a different way. I, you know, it's funny. I was, I was in the gym this morning and I was wearing a face mask and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the work and I've had people say to me, how do you work out with a mask on? And I was thinking about this morning. I was thinking, you know, it's really interesting. I'm to the point now where I'm so used to having the mask on when I'm, when I'm, when I'm working out, I'm not sure how I'm going to react when I can take it off. You know, you know what I mean? You just kind of, you just, uh, you just change your way of thinking and you just continue on, right? It's, it's, it was a slight little dinky thing, but, but it's, it, you know, it's a change, right? It's the same thing in your business, though. You're going to find, oh, I had, to, I can't do it this way anymore. I've got to do it this way. Okay. So you make the shift, right? I mean, you just, you just do it a different way, or you come at it from a different direction, or you, you stop using one kind of marketing and use a different, or you, you know, you use a different product, or um, you find a different solution to a different problem rather than the original problem. You can't do the original anymore. Okay, fine. Let's find a second, another problem that we can solve, right? I mean, it's, it's just being willing to keep moving and keep pushing forward and not allowing the obstacles to basically incapacitate you and just to create, create complete stoppage. And like you said, there were people that just, I saw this myself. I just saw people just they just hung it up in a little ball in a little corner and just, you know, sat there and just rocked back and went, oh, it's going to be horrible. And I also saw other people saying, 
oh my gosh, I have, look at all these opportunities. Look at all these things I can do now. Like these things. I mean, Zoom has made in my in my world, I have saved so much time. I'm telling you, I have I don't have travel time anymore. It's wonderful. I, I get so much more accomplished in my day because I, I get, actually get an extra two hours every day. Awesome, right? I mean, and so it's, you've got to look at things differently based upon whatever the circumstances are. Is a pandemic going to end? Well, I think it's probably going to abate. I don't think it was ever going to go completely away. I don't think we're ever going to see that it's not going to be here. But, you know, there will be some things that will go back to normal, but there will be things that won't. Well, you can dig your heels in and say, well, I'm mad because we can't get everything back to be 100% the way it was in the beginning. Well, okay, a lot of the stuff I saw in the beginning wasn't all that great. In, in retrospect, I look back and I go, man, I'm glad this happened because it forced me to do this and it forced me into this thinking and I had to think about that. Like I said, I think that a lot of us were getting, you know, Life was good, man. You know, life was moving and was growing and then and then it wasn't, right? And so um, I, I think we got a little complacent, to be honest with you. I think so too. It was, and I feel like we've mentioned this before, at least I have, being able to be comfortable, being uncomfortable yeah, I like is that. so important. And those people who just can't stand to put themselves in an uncomfortable situation to embrace the unknown and, you know, continuously grow are the ones that they froze because there was nothing known about what was going on in March. I mean, half the time, there's still nothing known about where we're going to be with these vaccines. And, you know, they just came out with the stuff about, oh, all these Johnson & Johnson vaccines were working. So they're not going to have any new ones going out for like the foreseeable future. And this is happening. This is happening. And it's like, if you look at it, well, this is happening, you know, if you look at it with that mentality, of course, <laughs> like, what are you going to, you're thinking, what am I going to do? I'm, I can't do anything. So you're just not going to do anything. And, but if you're used to putting yourself in uncomfortable situations so that you are able to kind of face your own emotions, like that's a huge thing, being able to face your own uncertainty and understand and get past that phase quickly so that you can get onto understanding the situation you're in and making a decision on what to do to move forward. You see a huge difference in those type of people from the people who just can't, you know, they can't step on stage if they've got stage fright. They can't go network if they have people fright. They, you know, they've boxed themselves in and they're content to sit in their corner and rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I it has been so crazy. I'm I'm so glad that my last couple years of college, I stepped into an academic fraternity and I'm a huge introvert at heart. Step into an academic fraternity. Every chance I got, I got up and spoke in front of somebody. I, I actually did a speaker's competition my last couple semesters and all this stuff that like freaked me out. I mean, I almost passed out my very first presentation of college because I was so freaked out. I presented so many times throughout my college career, especially in the, the last like three and a half years that it was ridiculous, to be honest. Some people are like, do you want to present? I'd be like, I have nothing to say, but yes, I do. <laughs> do I sweat like crazy? Am I terrified? Yes, I am, but I will do it. And sometimes I just got in that stop saying no thing, like 
try something new and learn because then when the pandemic hit and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't stand remote classes. We are not coming back. That's all I got left. <laughs> it was scary because yeah. I had not failed a lot in college, but it's mostly been remote classes that I have failed um, and biology, but that's different. <laughs> yeah. But, well, you know, I, mean, I think, I think the thing about, you know, the, about change, you, you know, you're right. I mean, I think that change scares people, but then you, so the question you have to ask yourself is why is it scaring people? Right. I mean, what is it about change that scares people? And I think, you know, I'm not a psychologist and I'm not <laughs> a, you know anthropologist and I, I don't study all this stuff, but in the books that I've read in my own personal experience, I think a couple of the things that I think that that are really scary for people about change is that it's that unknown. It's I need to be in control of my world. Right. It's that whole idea that I need to be in control. And if I'm not in control, then I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. And so it's a fear of being out of control. It, it's it's that fear of. I will look bad if. I'm not in, if I'm in control, then I can control the outcome, right? But if I'm not in control, then I really don't have any control of the outcome. I don't know what it's going to mean for me. I don't know how I'm going to look. I don't know if I'm going to be looked at as being somebody who, you know, is a failure or, or whatever, right? And I think, again, it gets back to this, this mindset. You know, we, we talk in our, our team all the time. We don't fail. We never fail. Now, I, my axiom, we say fail in there, but what we all understand is we're learning. And the idea is failure helps me learn. I mean, think about it. When was, the, when was if I went and said, what's the biggest lesson you ever learned? I'm betting that the majority of people will equate that great lesson to a negative situation, to a situation that that went wrong. I mean, I look back at some of my my biggest lessons because I made a huge mistake. I made some big, big screw ups, right? But I learned some things out of that and I'm never doing that again. But when you think about the real positive highs, yeah, you, you think favorably about those great highs. But then what did you learn? Uh, hmm. Don't really remember what I learned. We didn't learn anything from the successes. The successes are great, but typically we don't learn stuff from success. And but by the way, success tends to lie to you anyway, because hmm. you get you get to believe that you're all that and that everything is great and that you have nothing more that you need to learn. And we're all good. We're going to be settling in, which is a lie in and of itself. And that's where success comes in. And success basically it lies to you because <laughs> you think you're really special when you just got lucky or, yeah, you hit it right this time. But what about next time? You know, and that kind of thing. But, but boy, when you have a negative experience, I mean, you're all over that. I mean, you're picking that thing apart. You're dissecting it. You're down to the molecules, man. You're trying to figure out exactly what was the problem. I'm never going to do that again. Right. I mean, that's where most of us are. What happens when change comes along is, ironically, we're afraid of that because we're afraid we're going to make a mistake. We're afraid of the mistakes. Well, guess what? 
you shouldn't be afraid of the mistakes. The mistakes are the things that are going to teach you something. This, the mistakes are the, the things that are going to help you grow and become better. So when hardship comes in or changes come in, look at that as an opportunity. I get to learn some stuff. I get to learn things. I get to, I get to be a better person when I come out the other side of this. Yeah, it's going to be hard. And yes, it's going to be difficult. And yes, I'm going to have to work at it. But on the other side of that, I'm going to be a better person because of it. Well, that's probably the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. A fixed mindset sees it as something that's going to hurt them. A growth mindset sees it as something that's going to help them. It's going to make them better, right? If, if, that, if I could leave anybody with any kind of final thought, and I don't know whether we're done or not, but in, in, <laughs> if, it, if any thought I could leave with people is don't be afraid of stepping out and pushing the limits and expanding the boundaries. Don't be afraid of that. That's when you're going to grow. That's when you're going to become better. That's when you're going to learn things. Um, I mean, it's, I, I, I have friends and I have family um, who are, man, they're really reticent to, to step out. They don't want to any, I don't want to rock the boat. I'm, no, man. You know, and I go over there and get on the edge of the boat and start doing this up and down and they get all freaked out, you know, and I'm going, no, 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 it's a good thing. You need to learn whatever we're going to teach you, you know, I mean, it's unfortunately, I think a lot of people just are afraid of the perceived pain, maybe, you know, or the difficulty. And they you know, think, well, if I'm really good at something, life should be simple and life should be easy. Mm, no. Pick any great um, achiever in life. <laughs> Pick anybody that you admire and then go and study their life. Typically, they went through hell for years before they had success. But all we know is that stage moment, right? They, we saw them. Now they're up there on stage and they're the greatest ever, right? Yeah, but we didn't see what happened behind the curtain. We didn't see what happened for years and years and years and years of all the work and the struggle and the failures and the, the you know, the getting it back up again and, and taking on another challenge and falling down. And we didn't see any of that. All we see is that front stage moment, right? Mm -hmm. And I really hope people don't allow themselves to be stifled by changes, whether it's in their business, whether it's in their industry, whether it's in the country, whether it's political, whether it's you know economic, whatever it might be. Don't allow yourself to retreat and pull back. Take that as a signal. It's an opportunity to do something new, to do something different, to be more than you were before. The only way you're going to expand and to become more is by challenging yourself, pushing yourself. So take that opportunity and, and step out. I think that I can't say it better. I was just laughing when you were talking about friends and family who don't want to rock the boat, don't want to get splashed a little bit. And I was thinking, 
ooh, I have somebody in my family who would go right up and she'd shake the heck out of that boat just to do it. And she'd be like, you wanted to do what? You want to do, oh, well, you have to shake, you know. And then you said that you jump on and shake the boat. I was like, man, you and my grandma right there. She she always has every, you know, it's those people who like, and she was like this high school, college. Now, if I were talking about something, and I talk about something I want to do. And she's like, oh, well, why aren't you doing it? Yeah, challenge you, right? And then I'm like, oh. Huh. Well. And then you make excuses. Or yeah, you I, freeze because you're like, whoa, I don't actually have any. Why am I not doing it? Right. Um, and it's that complacency that sometimes even now, like even when you feel like you're grinding and you're doing things and, you know, you, you really are embracing change, there's still areas where you're not. Like, and I find myself that somewhere like work and school, those are the places I would put myself out there. When it came to my home life, I put myself in that little box and I was content to sit there. Yeah. I still have it sometimes. It's so, it's hard to shake the, you know, yeah. shake your own boat and to get, to get out of that mindset. Um, but you have to choose to do it and you just have to make yourself uncomfortable and push beyond that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I don't think that, and you know, I don't think that it's realistic to believe that we're going to all we're all going to be you know perfect in this you know that in every opportunity and you know, i'm going to see in every opportunity and every negative thing and i'm and no matter where i am i'm at every area of my life i'm going to no and there are areas of our lives where we do tend to be more of a fixed mindset versus a, a growth mindset but the objective is to be aware of it to be aware of when i'm i'm, I'm you know not taking the opportunity not not embracing the opportunity and i'm and i'm shrinking back in fear of this this change or this this thing that's coming at me um but by by being aware of it we can whittle away at it and we can get we can get closer and closer to that ideal of being in every area of my life it doesn't really matter i'm going to challenge it because I'm like you, I mean, I've got areas where I, I'm still working on it. You know, I'm still, I'm still practicing, by the way, it's not an, it, it's not an eight. It's, it's a, it's a tool. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a practice that you have to continue to work at. You know, it's a skill that you just have to keep working at it. And the best place to start is now. You know, start with where, wherever you are now, start now, pick something, doesn't matter what it is, pick something and say, yeah, I got this thing coming at me. Let's find a way around it. Let's, let's find another way. Let's find, I wanted to do that. And that there's a roadblock. Okay. Are you going to let that stop you or just find another way around it? I think it was, I think it was Daniel Pink in, in his book, uh, Drive, and he says, he says, it's like this, you know, you're going down this trail, you're going down this, um, this pathway, and there's this huge brick wall in your way. He says, you have some choices. You can either stop, you can climb over the wall, you can go around the wall, you can go under the wall, right? There are options. But so many people come to the wall and go, oh, guess I can't go any farther. You know, and he says, there's lots of ways around. You just got to take one. And I think that's what I guess I would say is that it's not that that's not the only answer. Okay, the one direction you were going, 
okay, that one got blocked, but there are probably three or four other options and ways to get around that that you have not yet pursued. Pick one and give that one a shot. Exactly. All right. I think this is the perfect place to wrap up this episode and our mini season. We have reached the end of our April mini season. And Mike, I just want to say how grateful I am that you joined us for this season and that you really did help us bring together these ideas and bring your own expertise straight to the forefront of the conversation because this is so important always. And we, we need these conversations going. We need people actively practicing things with good leaders. We can turn them into great leaders and keep going forward and make really great companies and just really great, uh, you know, just our communities can grow from that. So absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I, I, um, I very much enjoyed this. As I told you uh, off offline, uh, two weeks ago or something, I think I said, I said, yeah, I really appreciate this because, you know, I, I've learned some things from you as well. I mean, you've, you've shared some thoughts and, um, you know, something, oh, that was a thought I hadn't thought of. And I, you know, I kind of, I, you know, picked something up new from you as well. And uh, this has been um, enjoyable for me and gave me the opportunity to, to fulfill my own personal purpose in, in life. And so it's, it's great. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You. I'm really glad to hear that I could have this kind of impact and so could our show because this is, it's my life. But also yeah, just, good. you know, it makes me take great pride. And I hope this is the same impact that we can leave with our listeners. So you bet. I appreciate it. All right. All right. And thank you everyone for who turn tuning in for this mini season. If you haven't watched the other episodes, you should probably go and do that because they're really good. And we will see you next week with season three of the business of cleaning.